on the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Bannon, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. With me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. I did it all in one breath again. What up? Hello, dude. I did it all in one breath again. What's up? I just wanted to change it up. Uh, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what do you got? Uh, tonight, I'm actually just drinking a Diet Pepsi because uh, I had yep. a little bit of a headache and I didn't want to put any alcohol on top of that tonight. Um, but I'm in there. I'm with you in spirit, with you and your drink over there. What do you? Got? I am silently judging. You. Did Did you like my w- use of the word spirit? I liked it, but also by silently judging, I mean I'm judging on a podcast that I'm recording, and I'm saying I'm silently judging you, but I'm honestly judging you. I hate you it's so a, it's much. It's okay. I'm drinking Fog Cutter Double IPA. Uh, I'll hold up the camera for our our live folks. Uh, this one actually is kind of. Kind of has a, uh, what would you call it, a um, Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider feel to it. Yeah, you got that? Anyway, uh, it's 8.7. It's lovely. I usually drink this at our spot, actually, when we go to... You do. Uh, when we, we haven't been to dinner in forever since golf season started, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, but, but this yeah. is your last week on a Thursday, right? This is our last... So this is the last... So we're a little late this week. Um, we just finished trailer time, um, and we'll talk more about that later when we talk about patron stuff, but we... This is my last Thursday. I don't have to rush around and we can continue on with Thursdays. We, we were talking about maybe changing the night, but I didn't want to do that. No. So last Thursday, I played well today. Yay. Yeah. Shot 93. Gotten double digits. Yeah. I should have shot, I should have been an 88, 89, but nobody wants to talk about golf on this podcast, but there was some speculation in our Twitter groups that I was going to be triple digits. Did you finish putt short? No, no, Brian, Brian, uh, this is to you, bro. Uh, 93. There was some talk on Twitter. Brian from Bad Feeling. No, I got you, but okay. did did you finish some putts short? No. I'm not feeding into your shenanigans, <laughs> dude. Anyway, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. Give us time. Please, could you give us some ratings or ra- or something? Ratings like, would I'm be not nice. talking to you. I'm talking to them, but I'm not mad. It's just been stagnant, and you know, just a little stagnant. A little iTunes, a little click, click here a and there would be cool. Click, click, yeah. click. I'm all right with that. Anyway, uh, we have the timestamps and show notes for uh, non-Swotor fans. We have some cool Swotor news this week. We do. Um, but if you want to skip around, we have pop culture and Star Wars. A lot of stuff this week, uh, but it'll go fairly quickly. Yeah, I do want to throw something out here at the top of the show. Mm. Is just it approved because- by me? No. Um, but just, cool. no, just because it's, it's actually about Comic Con and we don't normally talk about conventions until the very end of the show. And I know we have some East Coast listeners. So just in case that, uh, sometime we have some East Coast live listeners is what I'm saying. Um, just in case, uh, they decide to cut out before the end of the show, do not forget a week from Saturday is open reg. Oh, yes. Uh, we have a ton of Comic Con news always at the end of our show. This will come out. Well, well this will come out way before that, but. Open registration for San Diego Comic-Con if you're trying to get tickets. April 8th. April 8th. Make sure you get your member ID. Indeed. Well, no, it's too late. Those are closed. Oh, really? Yeah. That's in the news later. Oh, okay. We just flip-flop our entire show. Conventions are the last thing I know, do, right? And you put it at the top. Now I'm all jacked up. All jacked up. Moving on. 
Uh, timestamps already said that. What else am I saying? Oh, so thanks to the chat room. We have a ton of people in there tonight. So thank you to Red and Jim and Zen and Skeen. And I don't know who else is in there. Death Rounds and yeah, Steve yeah. is in there. Cool. Thanks, guys, for being here. Zen's drinking a little bit of port tonight. Nice, dude. Uh, trying to class up the joint. Yeah. I was gonna, I'm gonna buy a bottle of scotch. I'm out of town. Next. I don't drink scotch. I love scotch. Moving on. Uh, I don't think that'll be classier, but it'll look more elegant. <laughs> so, like on the live stream, like if I'm sipping scotch, oh, be like, point. people would be like, "Oh, this guy." Right? There's there's a great line from How I Met Your Mother where Robin says, "I love a scotch that's old enough to drink it to order its own scotch." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So we'll try to keep an eye on chat. Thanks for being here, guys. Um, but we're gonna get to uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic here pretty darn quick. Boom. Um, before we do that, though, we have a new in quotes uh patron jazzy cat returning patron (laughs) a returning patron jazzy cat thank you for being a patron um if i didn't send you a message i will very soon Uh, i think she must have got the last one i think but bottom line is uh, make sure you get access to all our patron exclusive stuff absolutely thank you very much for coming back yeah soul tour time aha i almost beat you to it you want to fight i'm ready you do not have to stand against me Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Okay, so since I'm behind on chat, uh, yes, Red, uh, April 8th, uh, my birthday by the way, is the open registration for the public. As long as you have a member ID already, you can get uh, tickets for Comic-Con. And hello, Arjar. How you doing, buddy? We good? Uh, We're good. But they're coming for sure. So we're doing our meetup. So we yes, can we definitely keep the uh, keep that going. So that's happening. We'll talk more about that later. Well, really quick, Red, is this going to be, is is Comic-Con going to be pre or post Big Day? I think it's pre. Mm. I can't remember no, the date. No, Comic-Con is pre. Pre-registration uh, is pre- also no. pre. I'm saying is Comic-Con. Yeah. No, pre- Comic-Con is post. It's post their Big Day. Yes. Okay. All right, I'm just making sure. Are, are you good? I'm good. I mean, I'm sure. I'm just saying. Anyway, what did you do in game this week, dude? Um, well, I as for those of you following along, this week on Will's saga of leveling up his bounty hunter. Oh, no, actually, funny? I've been leveled up for for months now. But I, uh, well, actually, since the the last level cap increase, but um, I finally finished coffee with my bounty hunter. Oh, congratulations! And I've moved on to my Je- my Jedi counselor. Nice. Um, which is cool because I actually did not kill, uh, Spoilers. no, it was a, it's a, a companion. Um, for the bounty hunter. Yeah. I actually recruited it to, before because I was playing a good. Oh, you're talking about the Alliance. Yeah. Oh, cough. No, it's out of the storyline. It's uh, one of the companion alerts. And so, so oh, I know you're talking about, it wasn't, it wasn't Skadge. It was, um, oh, uh, Kim Vall. Ah, uh, yes. The Kim Vall mirroring the, the, I love that guy. yeah, you know. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's it. Cool. All right. So we had WOG this week. Uh, we, I think by popular demand, Ravagers won. Okay. So we tried to get some Ravagers in. Um, we did. Oh, and I forgot to mention last week and I'll, maybe we'll, it's too late for this week, but for, for, uh, the next WOG, uh, we kind of put a poll up to see what we should run on the internet, you know, how, yeah, the how did that works. go? It was fine, except we had to do Ravagers, and <laughs> we got through the first, I want to say three bosses, it may have been two, it was a long night, uh, but yeah, we got we got as far as we could, um, but honestly, that content's a little 
a little out of our reach, honestly. Yeah, and for those of you who keep trying to get me back into WOG, I would still love to, but track season has started, and now Saturdays are when I start getting up at like 4 in the morning to go on long road trips. So it's not going to be until at least after uh, track season is over. Uh, unfortunately, Red is saying he does a group on our um, called Whip. Uh, is it what's uh, what is PVP? I believe is what it is. Uh, and I would love to do that. Um, he's trying to get us to go on the 13th. That is my 10 year wedding anniversary. So that will be a noop. <laughs> That's going to be a noop. Um, although I will bring my laptop with me. I'm joking. I'm not going to play. I um, really hope not. No, I'm joking. But we're, we're, I'm taking the wife out of town to an undisclosed location because she may be listening in the other room. And uh, yeah, I can't go that night. Sorry. And 13th, is that a Thursday? The 13th is a Thursday. Yes, because we're leaving on the 12th. 13th. Yep. Yeah, so I'm guessing we're taking that week off from podcasting. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take that week off from podcasting. Uh, that is going to be a big <laughs> skip week, but it's going to be okay. That's our spring break week, so we're going to take a week off. Yeah, and uh, that is actually a very good point, Red. It's since it is spring break, I actually might be able to do that. No promises, but I'm going to try. Indeed. All right, so let's get to some news, man. Uh, so, okay, I'm gonna, I got to open this because this is weird to me. So somebody was basically saying they were trying to send a video to Eric Musco about somebody cheating. Okay. On in PvP or whatever. So basically somebody took a screen grab and No, I think they were trying to send a video of somebody like botting or cheating like in PvP. I think it's what it's getting. And he was frustrated because it um I don't want to read the negativity of the post. Um negativity in post forums? Crazy, right? I know, right? Eric responded, as some others in the thread have said, last one I'm gonna read this, we won't ever respond to a report of cheating or botting, etc., without any kind of status update uh due to privacy reasons. The best method method again is to send them a PM. And we have been talking about this forever. So right. you know, don't get upset if if the you know devs aren't doing the thing you want them to do just do it so, the way okay, so, the, so the video that they recorded mm-hmm. they posted in the forums i'm guessing uh, that's my guess yeah that's a total breach of well i mean and again they're they're i think they put it in the right spot area but they really should just pm well yeah because you're outing the person you're trying to yeah incriminate that's the problem uh i would love to go to orlando i would love to go to orlando i've uh, been there a couple times i've never but, been yeah i can't make it for star wars celebration well, speaking of Star Wars Celebration and SWOTOR, uh, there is a community cantina in Orlando. I know Utinicast is going as well. Um, they're going to do their own thing. Really? Um, Utini's coming all the way from yeah. the big down under. Remember huh? they did it? They tried to do it the last time. Right. But then there was the hiccup. Um, but there's actually going to be a meetup. Uh, Eric basically said the, the start time is going to be seven, he thinks. Um, but they are going to do an official cantina. So I can't wait to see what okay, comes well, out of that. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, one question I do have. Are they having uh, featured podcasts as well? Very much like they did with like Coffee with Kenobi and... Mm, oh, at Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, like they did last time? Honestly, I haven't been listening to a lot of Star Wars podcasts, so I'm not 100% sure. But All right, well, something to look into. Discussion topics. Remember last week we were talking about IOCAP? Yes. And there was that little list of stuff they said they were going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks? Yeah. We got some news. Awesome. Are you excited? I want to hear about IOCAP. Do you? I do. I feel like you're being sarcastic, like a little facetious, like just a little. Like, really? I feel like you're being a little whiny bitch. Well, here we are. So today will mark the start of us revealing more of the nitty gritty details of Game Out Day 5.2. So in a nutshell, um, they're trying to say who can access IOCath and who cannot. Okay. Okay. As we've known in the past, 
you had to be a subscriber to do ops. You have to, uh, you know, yeah. to get to level 70, you have to have been a subscriber at some point. Yes. Right. Otherwise you're locked at 65. Okay. Yes. So that is, that said, there's only one requirement to be able to access a new story content 5.2. The character must be level 70. You with me? Yes. So, uh, you do not have to have an active subscription to play the story content, but in order to have a level 70, you must have subscribed since Kotet launched. So you have to have had a subscription at some point, but okay. you don't have to have an active subscription. Does Got that make it. sense? Got okay. It. All right. And the character uh, does not need to have completed uh, Coffee or Kotet to play the story. However, they're recommending you do because there will be spoilers. Exactly. And as far as the, spo- as far as the story goes, they're basically going to make assumptions for you about right. your character based on... Yeah, I gotcha. You know, light and dark and stuff like that. So, that's it. Pretty cool, huh? Hey, Mox has joined us. Mox, and, you're uh, late. Zen, I am uh, going to say I don't like you anymore because you are going to Star Wars Celebration. Oh, yeah. I'm mad at Zen now. <laughs> I'll still talk to you, but I'm mad at you. Uh, so, there will be spoilers, as I said. Playing Iocath will not affect your Codfee or Kotec gameplay in any way, such as advancing the story. And to launch the new storyline, uh, just head your ship uh, to the mission terminal, and you're good. Cool. So, and- as long as you're level 70, you can get to Iocath. And uh, Zen also mentions that uh, Coffee with Kenobi has mentioned that there is going to be some sort of podcast-related session at Star Wars Celebration. I didn't want to say it on the mic, but I have, like, I'm literally 70 episodes down on that show. Well, they put out so much content. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm... It's a long story. It's like saying I'm uh, I'm 70 episodes behind <laughs> on the Smodco channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad well, they're when going. It puts out like 10 episodes a week. But the last, the it was actually kind of cool though because the last uh, Star Wars celebration, a lot of you know Cantina Cast, which I'm going to talk about them a little bit later. Cantina Cast and um, Coffee with Kenobi and Skywalking Through Neverland, all these like Star Wars big Sky Star Wars podcasts. Right. Um. They all had a stage it was a podcast stage exactly and, and they yeah. got to do that thing so i'm glad they're doing that again and they deserve it that they're yeah i mean they get the numbers yeah well <laughs> they have better numbers than we do <laughs> they're better people than we are well oh i don't want to say it well i just did they well it's done here it is all right choices uh somebody wanted clarification on the choices that they would make as far as the thing right. goes and he says eric says default choices assumed as in what companions you have or don't have or who will let live or kill, dark or light, etc. Or do you mean uh, we will tell you what specific options you have? So he's trying to get clarification on this. So what it comes down to, basically what I said before, they're just gonna make blanket. I don't. I don't think that story has to do with any of those decisions. Okay, gotcha. I mean, if it did, then right, it wouldn't make much sense. So anyway, level seventy for the op. What do you think? I put this in here because somebody asked, do you need to be level 70 to access a new operation or a story mode doable with level 50 plus as all of the story modes? Um, and he says you can access it via group finder at level 50 tunes with other story modes and you'll be bolstered, bolstered accordingly. So it's just like every other op. Yep. Just like everything okay. else. So that's good. Um, I'd like to give a quick, uh, thanks to Red and Zen for don't thank any of them. I'm just kidding. Continue. He was saying that we are not, they are not better people than we are. Oh. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Even though I just insulted you, so you might want to go back on that. Well, you're not a better person than they are. I am. I'm drinking a better beer, though. You are, this beer because is, I'm drinking no beer. This beer is the bomb. Are you ready for the PvP stuff? I am always ready for some PvP. Did you hear about any of this yet? I have not. Oh, I love breaking news, Swotor news, too. Okay. I'm not going to read this whole post, because it's long. 
but they're trying to encourage PvP on IOCath, right? Right. And we, we talked about how it's going to be similar to, well, we're thinking it might be similar to what, like, the Southern Shelf yeah. was in... Well, I'm just glad you remembered our conversation. I did, yeah. That, I, I'm old. I'm not that old. Okay. Well, I'm just glad you remember we did a little projecting. We did. Right? We, we projected a little bit. Well, with the and launch- we're not talking about projecting our feelings. <laughs> we, we projected ideas. Well, your feelings are pretty clear. With the launch of 5.2, <laughs> the war for IOCath, we wanted to be sure to encourage PvP. So, as part of the design of the mission on IOCath that players will be running into each other fairly often, um, they found an opportunity for PvP. So, here's the here's the deal. In open world PvP, enemies and allies will be determined by the faction you choose. Because remember, if you're a Republic character, you can choose to fight for the Empire for the storyline, right? So on this planet, that's your decision. So it says, for example, if you're a trooper who chooses to fight for the Republic, you'll be flagged as an enemy against a Jedi Knight who is flagged for the Empire. Okay. How kind of cool is that? That is kind of cool. And then it says, choose which faction decided with has no effect on your character outside of Iocath. Okay. And, as a cool part, you'll be able to loot players. So if I kill you, because we're on different factions, I kill you, I'll loot you. But it's only, it's not your gear. Okay, I was like... It's not one of those games. <laughs> Trust me. It's basically a currency. Uh, it, let me let me get an example. Uh, you will be actually stealing that currency from them, but it will be dropped... Sorry, you will not actually be stealing that currency from them, but it will drop similar to how NPCs work. So it's okay. a currency you turn in to get uh, right. probably cosmetic gear and stuff like that. Right. So, cool. so if you get looted, you don't lose anything, no. but the person looting you gains something. Want to hear the best part? Yes. Okay. On Iocath, you can spend that currency to do special things, such as piloting a walker. You'll be able to pilot the walker in the same areas as other players and use said walker for murderous intent against enemy <laughs> players. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your reaction. I love how they actually <laughs> said murderous intent. I think that's important. That is important. And I can already see you maniacally driving that thing. Oh, I'll be cackling all the way through. All right, man. So I think this sounds awesome. Uh, it and, does sound fun. And there was a couple of follow-up posts to it. And a lot of the other podcasts have already covered it that have posted this week. But really what it comes down to is that um, it's going to act the same as it does now. So, for example, if you're in a PvE instance... And you're running through IOCath, you're not going to have to deal with people ganking you. It's okay, not, good. It's not going to be like, um, what's the example? The Gree event, right? When you oh, go in yeah. that when one you section that one, you and it flags you for PvP. Yeah. At least it did back in the day. I don't know what it does Right, now. it still does. Um, oh, good. Well, it did the last time I was in there. So that's kind of cool. So you flag for... I can see some really awesome guild events around this. Like, you know, we get our wall group together or something. All flag is imp. And run and run amok in walkers, shooting hella fools. That sounds amazing, dude. If you're in walker, you're stomping hella right? fools, stomping, pulling. Can you? I want to know if you can use those uh, those abilities like in the story, like where you can pull them in and then stomp on them, or use the. I think that'd be sick. That would be rockets I, and stuff. Yeah, I, I'd like. I'd like us all to get into walkers and act out, bring into noise, bring into funk. <laughs> Anyway, so, somebody asked what the impact on DVL would be. Uh, Dark vs. Light isn't affected because, okay. um, at all, uh, cause that's not part of, um, not part of it. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and of course, people are all irate because if you're going to encourage open world PvP, then you have to change the classes because the classes are OP and blah, blah, blah. They're not making any cha- class change with 5.2. Okay. So deal. Just deal. I mean, look, I, I, I sense their frustration. I can feel it because I read the forums. <laughs> but I don't care. 
and I'm going to get killed anyway. Oh, yeah, you are. But that's why I run in a group of awesome people. Yeah, we do. And uh, I cover the other thing. So that's pretty much it, dude. Um, okay, so here's something else that came up today. Are you ready? This is the last thing in, in SOTOR. I am ready. Just today, and I saw this while I was on the golf course because I follow certain tweets and stuff. I know. I saw this tweet as well. It says, today, get a 20% bonus command experience for all operations. Nice. Are we running an op? Too bad it's not Wog uh, Friday. It's not Wog Night. It's Thursday. Sons of bitches. Anyway, just <laughs> kidding. I'm joking. Not really. Uh, so 20% bonus. That's kind of cool. And I, and I didn't see this on the dev track or anything. So this is just like a social media, like, Hey, come and do it. Yeah. I'm sure it would happen. Obviously you would see in the game too. Oh, I'm sure. You know, whatever. All right. Uh, anything else for Swotor, dude? No, I think that's it. I think it's time to move on to some pew, pew, pewness. (laughs) That might be the name of the episode. Pew, pew, pewness. (laughs) I was raised to do one thing. I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Uh, yes, we're moving on to Star Wars. Yeah, so we got a couple things about what Mark Hamill is uh, planning on doing. So, um... I'm. This is one of the things I, I'm really wish I was going to Star Wars Celebration. So Zen, if you have a chance of uh, checking this out, he's uh, oh, yeah. Mark Hamill is going to be hosting a Carrie Fisher tribute at Star Wars Celebration. I don't know how exclusive that is, um, but if you go to that, we would love to hear some feedback. From yeah, you. I'm going to open this up and just and check out a couple of the details. I have another link in here that has uh, some tweets and stuff that he put right. up, which is really nice. Um, and obviously they were close. There's some really cool pictures of them together, um, and stuff like that, which, which I absolutely love. So it says Sunday, April 16th, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see Hamill take the stage solo, no pun intended, for the, uh, appropriately titled Hamill himself. Uh, that's a Q&A. Let's see. On Friday, April 14th, fans can attend Mark Hamill's tribute to Carrie Fisher, in which the actor remembers the talent, humor, and legacy of his friend and co-star. I don't know how these events work. I I know I've gotten more emails and stuff about uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yes. And they have uh, events you have to pay extra money for to go to, like um, seeing Greg Gustafson, for example, right? Grant Gustin, yeah. Grant Gustin. Sorry, um, well, me. it's not only Grant Gustin, but there's somebody else that's going to be there from uh, Berlantiverse. And actually, I, I don't know if you got the email from Nick from uh, marketing, mm. from but he said, would you would like to be involved? And I sent him an email back saying, yes, whatever you could do to get it there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be awesome, but I haven't heard back from you yet, so I need to contact him again. But it's going to be the first Comic-Con that Grant Gustin's ever been at. Uh, Comic-Con or sell? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. First con of any Valley. kind. Exactly. No, yeah. yeah, just first con of any kind. Cool. No, yeah, we gotta we gotta hammer that out. By the way, we'll be in Silicon Valley Comic Con. Um, why is it when we get this close to convention season, and we're in the midst of convention season, obviously, <laughs> um, where every time we do a podcast, every five seconds we're talking about a different convention because there's so many damn yeah, conventions during on. convention season. Anyway, if uh, anybody who is going to Star Wars Celebration, dude, definitely uh, if you can get tickets to that, it'd be cool. I don't know if they're gonna record it and stream it eventually or whatever but yeah well skin points out that hopefully it'll be live streamed yeah it'd be really cool to see that honestly um oh the skin skin you read my mind you yeah man, well uh, if you remember last year uh they streamed the entire event um right and that was fantastic all right last jedi news you yeah. ready for this i am i want to know what you think about this okay because 
It says the first celebrity cameo is confirmed. And now, do you remember with The Force Awakens? Right. There was a bunch of celebrities that did um, Stormtrooper voices and stuff like that, right? So, Star Wars Celebration. uh, Why did I say Star Wars Celebration again? (laughs) Last Jedi, British singer and songwriter Gary Barlow slipped and admitted his involvement in Star Wars Last Jedi in an interview with ITV's uh, Lorraine. I'm not a stormtrooper, but I'm in it, he said on the talk show. Now that I've said that, I'll probably be cut out, Barlow added. I think the Star Wars people are strict, so strict about what information is out there. So me saying that, I probably just done myself out of the role. And he may have. He may have. Don't be an idiot, dude. But I don't know who this guy is, to be honest with you. Uh, do you remember? Who, do you know who Gary Barlow is? Um, I, don't I know. believe he was in that band, Take That. Mm, okay. Um Which it's funny. It's it. You know, it's it's like. Okay. It sucks when, um, yeah, so basically, uh, Gary Barlow is a member, was a member of Take That, which was a British boy band mm. in the, uh, in the nineties and early two thousands. It was mostly famous because, well, I think it's in the article, Robbie something, uh, used to be, uh, in that band as well. And he was the one that, that kind of came out of it. Also, if you ever remember seeing Love Actually, not Love Actually, Notting Hill. Okay. And there was the cover of When You Say Nothing at All by a guy named Ronan Keating. Ronan Keating is also from Take That. Well, what kills me about this, man, and this is the question I want to ask you. Uh, we're already talking about celebrity cameos. We're talking about, like, I get that, like, for example, in the Marvel movies, you're going to have Stanley. Yeah. Absolutely. At some point, Stanley's going to be in it. He should be. He's 94 years old. Exactly. He created all these people. Right. Let him be in the movie. Do we need celebrities voicing stormtroopers? Do we need celebrity cameos in our Star Wars movies? Like that's I, I and okay. it's a serious question. It is a serious question, and I have a, a couple of ways to go about it. Um, and actually, the next article I have here, um, will kind of touch. <laughs> is the on chat room it. saying yes to that? <laughs> no, I think they're saying yes to uh, Robbie Williams. Thank you, Zen. Oh yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, but no, I think that was uh, them saying yes. They can hear us. Oh, sweet. I think there's two different ways to look at this. If you're a celebrity that happens to just get a minor role, that's fine, and you're a featured. Like for example, um. The kid from Love Actually, who's also sure. in Game of Thrones, he had a very minor role in yeah. Force Awakens, right? Um, so stuff like that. I'm also good at the cameos, like what Kevin Smith did, what Daniel Craig did. What I'm not okay with is what's happening here. Right. It's like, who cares about it ahead of time? I would like to see the movie and like, hey, oh, this person was that after the fact. Right. And that's what we ended up doing with The Force Awakens. We we're yes. like, oh, wait, now when I rewatch it. Yeah, Kevin Smith was that stormtrooper. Exactly. Or whatever. But knowing ahead of time is kind of annoying, but also at the same time, like Well, it draws attention away from the story. But it I don't mind I don't even mind knowing ahead of time, to be honest with you, if it's a stormtrooper. If it's just a stormtrooper voice, oh cool, then I can pick it out, you know, or whatever. Whatever. But having a celebrity do be like in the background or come right. in and do a thing just because they're a celebrity, I think is kind of yeah, I don't know, I that's where, that's off. where, okay, and that's actually where I'm going to go into this next article here. Right. Uh, Justin Thoreau, who I believe used to be the person who dated Jennifer Aniston for okay. quite a long time. Yep. Um, he's rumored to be joining the Last Jedi cast. Now, I actually, I want you to open up this article because my biggest pet I'll peeve. I'll be a doubt, but I'm afraid of the video playing. Go ahead. Is my biggest pet peeve about this article is that the person writing it obviously is not a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah? It is because, uh, here, you know, I'll open it up on mine because mine's muted. Because I want to, I want to read what it, what he says because it's kind no, of. No, I, 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 I know what you're gonna say. Uh, oh no, this is the same one I had before. Okay, so basically, the, the guy writing it 
And I'm not going to call him out, but I'm, I mean, you can go to the link to check it out. All right. This bugs me because he says, uh, okay, it says, um, the scene he's, this is quoting from the article. Uh, the scene he starred in is set in a casino-like environment, so it features the actor looking incredibly dapper in a pristine white tuxedo. Well, not exactly actually a tuxedo, but an outfit that the Star Wars world would create to be worn to an otherworldly casino. And he's <laughs> and has a role in the film and plays in, quote, expert slicer. Right. Okay. I did see that. What's a slicer? Well, a slicer is a hacker. Thank you. Right. Slicer is a Star Wars hacker. Right. Now, this guy says, when you hear the word slice in regards to Star Wars world, your mind automatically jumps to images of a swinging lightsaber. Are you serious? That's what he says. Mm. We doubt anyone wielding a a saber would have such a minimal role. I'm like, obviously, dude, learn your Sorry, pardon my language. But seriously. So far, that's two episodes in a row where I've had to censor you. Yeah, I'm sorry. But seriously, are you though? I I I am because well, this just kind of works me up. <laughs> no, a you're worked up. I like it. I am Continue. worked up because I'm like, dude, this actually could be a very very cool role of a very dapper dressed hacker. Right. Get it right because that's going to be a cool role. I think it sounds badass, but that guy blew it. That guy totally blew it. Anyway, um, so we are we're going to talk more about CinemaCon later. Um, there was some footage of the movie shown at Cinem- CinemaCon. Yes. And if you don't know what CinemaCon is, I'll just I tell don't. you. Well, you know, I'll just get to it later. Today. I'll get to it later. So, yeah, there was footage shown at CinemaCon this week. Indeed. But it's getting really good reviews. All right. So, that said, there wasn't a lot shown from what I can not. understand. Um, but let me find it. It says, uh, while the footage was super short, Brandon noted um, that it showed Ray. I don't know if people want to hear this. But anyway, Ray wielding a lightsaber which we've all Shocker. seen before. Uh, given the description, it seems like the footage was taken from the sizzle reel shown to investors at the annual meeting for the shareholders. Which we talked about last month. Which we did talk about. Um, and the reel was said to feature Ray as she trained with Luke's lightsaber. Cool. So it's not much, it says, but, um, uh, you know, people getting to see footage of the film, that's yeah, badass. That is badass. Yeah, I'm in. Han Solo. Yeah, you put this one in here. I put this in here for the sole reason for the quote that I'm going to read in a second. Okay. So, this says, rumor Han Solo lead was afraid of being cast. Okay? So, who is the re- lead for the Han Solo film? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Iron, Iron Reich. I just never say his name right. Alan Ehrenreich? <laughs> Iron Reich? Alden Ironreich. I just wanted to mess it up for you. Okay, moving on. Um, so, Jack Rayner uh, was in the running. Yes, he, he was. was one of the ones, right? And so, this is the quote he said. He said, that Han Solo movie is going to be really tough. I think the guy who's doing it is a really good actor, which I am right. But for myself, I was afraid of it. I kept thinking, if you F this up, you'll ruin people's childhoods. If it doesn't turn out great, you won't be forgiven. That's a lot of responsibility. And even if it go, if it goes great, you'll do it. People will, people will know you only for that. And that defines your career. That would be very difficult. For me, working in original material is very important. All right. I can totally understand. And I can see that too, man. And this is something that we've talked about for, we've been talking about this since we've been doing this. Yeah. But, you know, there's that joke that I love in Blue Harvest that, that, um, that Peter makes, Peter as Han Solo makes. He says, I'm the only actor whose career hasn't been ruined by this film or something like that. Something that effect. And it's the episode four spoof. But, uh, and again, I mean, but we know Mark Hamill's done a bunch of stuff. Um, Carrie Fisher's the late Carrie Fisher's done a ton of stuff as well. But 
but you know, it's just James Earl Jones. Oh, don't get me started. But the point is, is I can see the worry and I, and it makes sense. And that's the only reason I put that in here. No, absolutely. Just for the conversation. So rogue one, uh, rogue one in, yeah. Why don't you do this one first? Cause I think, I think this one's kind of cool. This is actually really cool. Uh, one of the earlier, um, I guess scripts or ideas for the treatments. script, um, treatments was that Jen Urso's mom was supposed to be a Jedi Knight. Which I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of dig that. Yeah, me too. So it says here, the prologue at one point a long time ago was going to be the Empire coming to kill the Jedi. Uh, that's Edwards talking. And Jin's mom was going to be a Jedi. Uh, we were witnessing one of those kills and Krennic would be the person, um, sent to do it. Um, and he says, our instinct told us that we wanted to a scene where Jen is orphaned because of what Krennic does, which sets her on a path of being a child of war. The problem was that the second you make her mom a Jedi, you spend the entire movie questioning whether Jen is a Jedi or not. Exactly. Very much like how we question that with Finn, mm-hmm. not because Poe, po, because of the comic. Because of the comic. But also, we talked about the guy you just said. Finn. Finn. Because he does wield the lightsaber, we talked about yeah. him maybe being force sensitive exactly. month, you know, a month or so ago. So you know, it's one of those things. It is one of those things. Uh, so I, I, I like that. So what do we got here? Uh, we had an article come out today that said that the Vader castle, um, you know, from Mustafar, can actually uh, show up in other movies, um, not necessarily uh, the, the Last Jedi, but uh, they they kind of they kind of wanted it because there was originally uh, Christopher McQuarrie, not Christopher McQuarrie. Um, it is Macquarie, but I'm Ralph Macquarie. Ralph Macquarie. Uh, who did a lot of the original concept art and stuff, um, had a concept of, uh, the Veda, Vader ca- Castle. Why mm-hmm. am I having trouble talking tonight? Ooh. The Vader Castle, Vader Castle in Empire, mm-hmm. but it was never shown. And I mean, it was never shot. Um, but their idea for, uh, The Force Awakens or for Rogue One to show the a Vader Castle came from those drawings. Indeed. And so if they do do an idea of a Vader spinoff, um, then obviously the Vader castle would show up. And, um, I think that's something that they, that you could definitely delve into in other movies. No, I think it'd be cool, man. Uh, I'd like to see it, but you know, here we are. I, I'll, I'll watch anything Star Wars. Us? No, that's weird. I know, right? All right, Rebels. Uh, here's the deal. Did you watch the last episode? No. God. I have so much anger. Okay. Anger leads to hate. I just wanted to hate talk about this last suffering. Rebels episode with you. And you haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to save this for next week. I had other stuff going on. I don't want to spoil it, any of this. I, I can't even do don't. it. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. This. All right. So we're going to save Rebel stuff for next week. Yes. If you have, I the, will watch if you have the audacity to show up to this podcast next week and have not watched that episode... I will watch. I will it literally throw you out the window, figuratively. Literally, you. you Do you can, see the window behind him, everyone? You yes? cannot. You cannot pick me up. No, you have no idea what I can do. Well, that's going to take us out of Star Wars. My bitterness, apparently. We have no parks news for once. And no, no parks news. That's weird. Uh, anyway, if you have, here's what I'm going to do before you get all slidery on me. Uh, if you have watched the Twin Suns episode of Rebels. And, um, have some input, uh, tweet me or send us an email and, um, we'll do a little segment next week. Awesome. So, uh, do that. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Cool. Uh, basically what I want to know from you is what you thought of the end. Okay. What you thought of the, uh, the Ezra portion and 
what you thought of Obi-Wan's presence on the screen again. Okay, awesome. I, so I'm boom. okay with that. Uh, and to answer Zen's question, um, I cannot really say how I watch Rebels. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Well, you could, but no one's going to care. No one's going to care. All right, so we're on to... There's no corporate folks watching this. I know, right? Listen to this madness, I'll tell you that. All right, let's go to the last section. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. And now you're about to say something crazy like you didn't watch the last uh, Legends episode. And well, no, but I have a actually I have a little side, little tangential story to talk about here really quick. What do you know about uh, copyright with Lucasfilm? All right, this is a p- personal experience. About Wait, what? Yes, about ten years ago, I wrote and directed a short film called The Way, and it's about a guy who wakes up in a hotel in a hospital room because he had gotten drunk the night before. And decided that he could stop a bum from hurting himself, and he ended up hurting himself in the process. Indeed. Okay. But the point is, is I was heavily influenced by George Lucas's love of wipes and the the scroll and all that stuff. So I had two songs that were in the movie. Right, the whole movie is like six, seven minutes long, but it opens with the Star Wars uh, main title sequence. Sure. And it finishes with Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> Okay. Did they come after you? Tell me they came after you. Okay, I will tell you this. And then, of course, I posted it to iTunes. And, you know, iTunes can say, this person has claimed copyright over this song. Right. You can still show it as long as we are allowed to advertise that record on your thing. Sure. Which one do you think came after me? Um, The Star Wars one? Carl Douglas's. Are you serious? Oh, that's funny. Star Wars hasn't even touched my film. Oh, that's awesome. And it has a yellow scroll. It has this song. It has wiped uh, everything. I love it. But it's Carl Douglas coming after me for playing Kung Fu fighting. Well, you got to protect what's yours, dude. It is funny. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So we are into the usual roundup. And uh, we're going to start with we have one piece of TV news. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay. So here's the deal. Westworld is a thing. And I love it. Yes, it is very good. You actually watched it. Yeah, if you haven't seen season one, <laughs> you, I hate that was you a little so dig much. at you. I know. Um, if you haven't seen Westworld, check it out. Um, also, uh, season two is supposed to be coming on 2018. Okay, so here's the thing. Yes, it's still going to, but from what the article says, it says there, it took three years from start to finish to actually get the first season. It's happened. so intricate. Yeah, I mean, but, the special effects and everything. But unlike season one, the writing duo are hammering out all 10 episodes of the season of season two before the filming even begins. Oh, well, that's good. Um, so they want to have the entire story in place and every character fleshed out before the cameras start rolling. Um, and so that will make them hit the date that they're trying to hit. Okay. So cool. that there's no delays in season two, because my fear is that, you know, and, and this is something we've talked about, like with crap, like, you know, stuff like avatar and stuff. Right. Like, how long can you have in between? You know, seasons or movies I mean, before Avatar's people going forget. On eight years now, and they it's haven't even started production. Ridiculous! Yet. It's ridiculous, and like nobody. I mean, Avatar Land opening will help. You know, yeah, it will help redrive interest. Yeah, but I mean, still, how many years are we gonna have to wait for the next movie? Exactly. You know. Anyway, moving on. All right, so now we're into movie news, and uh, you know, the this first one here actually is I wanted to talk about it last week, and I just spaced it and forgot to put it into. um into the show notes. Right. We didn't talk about this. But 
Um, it, it's actually great because there's another bit of news about it that came out today. Uh, Jordan Peele. Who I love. Is fantastic. And he was in Key and Peele, you know, with uh, Keegan Michael Key. He's like my hero. He's great. Yeah. Um, he broke a record last week uh, when he, cause you know, he did get out. Yeah. Which is now playing at our local theater. And I would actually. Is it actually it. playing? Yes. Oh, I gotta this go week, see that. It actually might stop tonight. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. I haven't looked for tomorrow yet. Um, but he is the first black writer director to ever have a movie debut with a hundred million dollars. Are you serious? Yes. There's been black directors and black writers to do a hundred million dollar first movie. He's the first writer, writer director. director. That's badass. Good for him. And what's important is like, say for example, uh, the, the last movie before this one that had a black director to do a hundred million dollars was, um, F. Gary Gray with Straight Outta Compton. Oh, yeah. Okay. Had major stars in a $50 million budget. Get Out has already made more money than Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> it had a $5 million budget and no and zero stars. Zero stars. <laughs> and so that just shows how it's all about the story. And, and, and from what I understand, that, that film's a trip. Yeah, I've had students come up to me and tell me it's fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, and talking about Jordan Peele, and we were talking about, um, Ghost in the Shell earlier in anime. Oh. Warner Brothers has a remake of Akira in the works, and they are looking at Jordan Peele to direct. Oh, that'd be awesome. Good for him. I hope that happens for yeah, him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, so are, are, are you surprised about the next one that we have? Or? No, not at all. Okay, so Vin Diesel says the fate of the Furious starts a new trilogy. Well, it does, but this is... Okay, I want. I, I'm, I just had to say it that way. You did. I have to clarify this a little bit because he had already announced a few years ago that there was going to be a total of ten movies in the series. Right. Okay. And so it being eight, nine, ten, obviously, yeah, it's going to be a trilogy that wraps up the series. Sure. Now, whether Universal will allow them to stop making the movies, <laughs> because every you know, unlike most movies. That once you get to the, an eighth movie, if you ever do get to an eighth movie, sure. you have the the concept of diminishing returns. Every single Fast and Furious movie, except for the third one, has made movie than the previous one, made more money than the previous one, yeah. right? And the last one is one of the fifth five highest grossing movies worldwide of all time. Right. I mean, it's huge. It made like one point seven billion dollars at the worldwide box office last year or that's, two years ago. That's um. Uh, I don't want to say it. Uh, insanity. It is. And granted, you did have the whole. It's a weird anomaly, isn't it? Well, no. Be, well, because the one before it made like one point four. No, 1. no, 5. no. I'm just saying the fact that this franchise is this successful for this long. It is, and it's amazing because it's a, a bunch of different directors too. Right. And it's almost like a TV show. Like it is kind of like almost like um, I don't know, like Flash or Supergirl or something, where like Kevin Smith comes on and directs an episode, and it's pretty good and then it like kind of keeps going like it's not like the same dude putting out the same movie you know what i mean exactly if, it, if there's different directors i mean you had a you, you would have like you know different uh, actors too yeah you bring in different actors and everything right. and um you know you'd have like i think justin lynn did a couple um in talking about uh black directors john singleton of, right of uh boys in the hood yeah i uh, did they did the second one right so i like that one um i thought you would and that's actually one of most people's least favorite no, I like that one. It's the one in, in Miami. That one's one of my favorites. It's well, it's entertaining. Plus, I know. Yeah, you, granted, I've only seen a couple. <laughs> well, I know you like Tyrese. Tyrese is cool, dude. Because when he punches the, the window with the thing, yeah. that's badass, dude. <laughs> uh, a real man can punch a window through with a, with a t shirt wrapped around his hand, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why I like those movies. It's All right. Fantastic. No, they, no, they are completely fantastic. Let's move on. Which is great. 
Um, all right. What's this next one? Terminator Genesis is officially, and we've talked about this. Oh my God. Off and on for the last couple months, but it's officially removed from the release schedule. It's not happening. Yeah. Well, okay. It means it could still be in development hell, mm. but it is officially removed from the schedule, which means that they don't have any official people attached right now. I'm going to say it's not happening. I hope it's not happening. <laughs> we all hope. <laughs> I would much rather get a Terminator reboot. Yeah. Than a sequel to Genesis. Yeah, just redo it. Exactly. Here's, and I'm not the big reboot guy, but reboot that and do it right. But, okay, so you put a bunch of stuff in here since I did this this morning. Yeah. What is all this CinemaCon stuff? Okay, I'm going to give a, a brief description of what CinemaCon is. Okay? Oh, do this. CinemaCon was started in 2011, so it's only about you know six, seven years old. But it's put on by the studios for the National Association of Theater Owners. Okay. Okay, these are people that do the bidding to get what movies go into what theater chains. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. So we're talking Regal, we're talking Edwards, we're talking AMC, AMC yeah. you know, all those different major theater chain owners. And it happens in Vegas every year, and it happens at the beginning of uh, late spring, beginning of convention season. Right. Um, because what they do is they show a lot of upcoming footage, they give a, a lot of uh, release dates, and it's like, because, you know, as we saw last month, you start getting a lot of movie footage shown to um, board members and stuff like right. that. It's past that hoop now you're showing it to the people that are going to be paying literally buying the rights that's to show saying like can i have this in my theater exactly right um so what usually happens is you get each major um <laughs> freaking scheme um <laughs> yeah. i'm a big fan of cinema cons too as long as they have all that all the icing yeah the icing is important and, and as long as it's still warm yeah, then gooey. i'm good it's got to be good oh, i mean look when you get to the middle, see, I'm one of those guys that eat around the yeah, outside. You do. And then you get to the middle and you have that last. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you, Skeen. Thanks for the, all right. Thanks for the tangent. Uh, you get a, a, you get huge slates from the major studios and Indeed. they all, all got announced yesterday and today. So, um, Disney was the only one that actually announced release dates with all of their uh, slate hmm. and their slate that they have announced. And this is, of course, not everything coming out from Disney because it doesn't include like Touchstone or Hollywood Pictures. Or anything sure, like that. sure, sure, sure. Um, but this is from their major ones. Um, we just had Beauty and the Beast released. The next movie coming out is Born in China from their Disney Nature uh, studio. Right. And that's going to be April 21st. Then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 from oh. Marvel, May 5th. Can't wait for that. Then we have Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales from Walt Disney Studios, May 26th. Cars 3 from Pixar is coming out June 16th. Is it coming out in June? Yes. Hmm. Then we have Thor Ragnarok from Marvel, November 3rd. Then we have a second Pixar movie this year, Coco. It's coming out uh, November 22nd. Did we watch a trailer for that last we week? We did. Yeah, that looks good. That's uh, the one about the Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Um, then we've got Star Wars The Last Jedi from Lucasfilm. It's coming out December 15th, my birthday. Boom. And then we got Black Panther from Marvel on February 16th of 2018. Then we have Wreck It Ralph 2. Which we actually have the official title, which will be coming up in our Disney Yeah, section. we'll talk about that. And that's coming out March 9th of next year. That's from Walt Disney Animation. A Wrinkle in Time from Walt Disney Studios is April 6th of next year. Avengers Infinity War from Marvel, May 4th. Star Wars Han Solo movie, May 25th. Incredibles 2 from Pixar, June 18th of next year. Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th. I'm, I'm amped for that movie. So am I. Uh, the Mulan live-action film uh, is going to be coming fall 2018. No specific date, but it yeah, is yeah. fall 2018. 
Gigantic, which is the next major Oops. Disney animated movie, which is loosely based on Jack and the Beanstalk. Okay. That's coming out uh, November 21st, so right around uh, Thanksgiving of next year. Then one I'm really looking forward to is Mary Poppins Returns. is going to be Christmas of next year. And then we've got Captain Marvel, yeah. March 8th of 2018. Or 2018. Yeah, and I have some more Captain Marvel stuff uh, uh, later Sorry, on Sorry, 2019. Well. No, that says 2018. I wrote 2018. Oh, it's 2019. It's 2019. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Warner Brothers also did their slate. We don't have any release dates for these, but I'm just going to list off of things that they featured. Uh, Dunkirk, Annabelle Creation, which is another horror movie you don't want to go see. Nope. It, Unforgettable, uh, Everything, Everything, which is getting some good reviews. Mm. Bastards, which is the new movie with... Um, uh, the guy from The Office who was in The Hangover, Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the House, which is a new movie with um, uh, Amy Poehler. Okay. Uh, King Arthur, which is getting uh, right. some buzz right now. Geostorm, which we saw the trailer for. Blade Runner 2049. Lego Ninjago movie. Ninjago? Is it Ninjago? Ninja- I would say Ninjago. Ninjago. Or Ninja Go. Ninja Go. And really then care. they finished, they wrapped it up and they brought out a whole bunch of people from Justice League, uh, including Jason Momoa and yeah. Gal Gadot. And they did God, Justice League, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> that was so cool. Uh, Fox kind of has a weaker slate, but they've got some yeah. big temples. Um, Do they, though? Well, yeah, they've got the big temples of War for the Planet of the Apes, yeah. uh, Kingsman, Alien Covenant. But then you get stuff on there like Captain Underpants. Well, Fox does a lot of kids' movies. Yeah, no, so but they it's, have, it's fine, and I think I think that would be interesting. Yeah, so they have the, the, the kids' movies of Captain Underpants, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Ferdinand, which mm-hmm. is based on Ferdinand the Bull in the China Shop. Right, 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 right. Um, there's a couple that I'm really looking forward to. They're doing a remake of Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. which is the Agatha Christie book. Uh, they are doing The Greatest Showman, which is a biopic about um, P.T. Barnum. Um, oh, that would actually be interesting. Snatched is a new movie with uh, Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn about a mother-daughter who somehow go to Mexico and get kidnapped by a cartel. I feel like... Did I see something We saw a trailer that? for yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So that looks funny. Um, Red Sparrow looks amazing. It's a new movie with um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence about a uh, spy. It's a spy movie. Okay, cool. So that's cool. And um, yeah, th- so that's what I'm really looking forward to. I, personally, I can't wait for Kingsman. I loved the first one. I didn't see it. Oh, it was fantastic. No, no. Uh, so it was great. So that's what CinemaCon is. It's basically a whole bunch of people coming together from studios and theaters and press to get together to look at what's coming up over the next year, year and a half in movies. So are we going? I really want to try to get press credentials for next year. Yeah, you, you, we'll just apply for press credentials. Okay. And then we get to go to Vegas again. Uh, we hope. <laughs> All right. Uh, I always get in trouble in Vegas, though. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So we're on to real reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we got in the front? Casting. We've got two casting news. Um, and this is kind of funny. Uh, there's a new movie coming out about a Viet... You know, very much how, like, um, Hacksaw Ridge was about World War II. It was about a guy who doesn't get a lot of... Uh, didn't get a lot of uh, notoriety mm-hmm. from World War II. They're doing a new Vietnam movie called The Last Full Measure, which is, of course, reference to uh, Abraham Lincoln's quote about the last full measure of devotion. Sure. Um, but they've cast Grant Gustin to star in it. And Samuel Jackson. But the funny thing, you know, he comes from DC, but they've also cast Sa- Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier. Right. Samuel Jackson, who plays Fury. Obviously. And William Hurt, who plays uh, the general from 
Marvel. Oh, that's great. So a lot of Marvel people, but it looks it, it's getting uh, some good uh, buzz from the script. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, is this next one happening? It is. It's been on the the, the back burner. Well, we did talk for about a number it, didn't of we? years. Last year we talked about it sometime last summer. Yeah. Um, but Mark Wahlberg has come out and said that the script for the six billion dollar man is now done and it should be starting to oh, shoot man. in the fall. Is he gonna be that? He's gonna be Steve. Uh, uh, We're gonna get our geek cred. Yeah, we are. Out from I keep having Steve Rogers in my head, but it's we'll not. make you faster. We'll make you blah blah. blah. We have the well, we have the technology, and I love how they change the name from the six million dollar man to the six billion dollar. Well, man. obviously, because it's gonna take billions. All right, so someone will correct us in chat, and then we'll say it. So let's get to one shot. We have a little bit. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm still up at trailer. There you go. All right, we actually this one's uh, oh, really is this happening? Okay, yeah, we actually have two bits of, of uh, comic book news. Yeah, but I put one in a different section. But okay, this cool. is the the first major one. Uh, it has been announced that they are doing a Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Again. Oh, I read the first one. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, this next one is going to be coming out later this year. I love it, dude. And I'm so behind on comics, but I, I gotta, you know, as I've said, uh, but I love Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. That is so much fun to work for. It's such a great read. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Well, so. if you open up the article, they actually show a, a, a cover for the first issue and it shows Deadpool standing like in front of a brick wall and he's cutting, uh, 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 paper angels out of oh, all yeah. the different characters. <laughs> I love it, dude. So it's pretty darn cool. Oh, he's so great. Okay. All right. So now we're into the universe of the usual, and this is where we're going to get our other uh, comic book news is in Berlanti. Yep. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, who we reference a lot because he's the creator of uh, Arrow, right? Right. Uh, and he's the showrunner for Arrow, whereas like Berlanti oversees the whole thing. He's running Arrow. Um, he is actually taking over a Marvel property to do the comic book for. He's writing a comic book. And it's actually the relaunching of the X-Men. Oh. Because later this year, they're having what's called the Resurrection. And this doesn't have to do with the TV show. No, it's just okay. a comic book. Okay, cool. And he has been in charge of writing it, and it's going to be called X- Steve Austin. Thank you, Steve Austin. Thank you. Thank you, Arger. So anyways, he's taking over what's called X-Men Gold. And uh, a lot of people are saying that the, the sort of stuff he's putting out so far in to get ready for this it's very much like claremont's run in the uh okay uh, when it was very popular cool man so the only, oh you have you yeah, get this in uh legends of tomorrow uh obviously is wrapping up its season two and what we talked about earlier is that it's so um versatile right and so it says season three they're going to be adding new characters of course they will because they added new characters for season two. Yeah, so they're going to be adding new characters for season three. Now the, the tricky thing is, is the showrunner, the executive producer, I'm sorry, has actually come out and said that they are going to be bringing an established character from a, from the world okay. that has never appeared in the DC TV before and is not from the comics. Interesting. Which means it could be a character that has appeared on Gotham, um, Maybe in the DCEU hmm. or something. So there's a lot of, you know, what could it be? Yeah, I wonder. It, so it's kind of cool. Well, let's. I, I'm I'm ready to find out. I love that show. Yes. Um, and some Supergirl stuff. I'm not. I'm behind on Supergirl, obviously. But I'm not. Linda Carter uh, confirmed she's playing a Derlin, which I don't know what that. It's an alien thing. Yeah, there's actually a picture of her. In oh the, no, in I saw the, the picture. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Supergirl. Um, and this is actually. 
really kind of cool. I mean, if you don't know, Linda Carter, of course, played Wonder Woman in the 1970s TV show. Um, but so she's going to be in this, and uh, I'm excited. It's super gross. I was gonna super I was gonna, girl. Yeah, I was gonna show the chat, but I guess I just can't have that up on my <laughs> screen anymore. It looks weird. It looks weird. DCU. Um. Yes. Okay. Here's the big news. Oh, it's happening. Yes. This is the news you were talking about. Because Batgirl, I... Batgirl has been announced. Nice. And guess who's directing it? Well, I can see it on my screen. Joss Whedon has switched sides. And he is not only directing it, but he is writing. This is going to be his first writing and directing since Avengers Age of Ultron. But he has flipped sides. He's gone from Marvel to DC. Who cares? When he writes stuff, I'm in. I don't even care. Okay. And I'm going to go take you back to what I, and this is kind of, I can understand why um, Black Widow has never gone off the ground then. Sure. If he's been in talks with DC to do this. Now, it my, makes sense to me. Now, my favorite Joss Whedon quote of all time yeah. is back when he was doing Buffy. Which oddly enough is this is the twentieth anniversary of the Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer. Right. Um a, a journalist got up and asked him, Why do you write such strong female characters? <laughs> and do you remember what his answer was? Uh because you keep asking me that question. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And so if he's gonna do anything in the DC universe, I'm glad he's picking up Barbara yeah, Gordon. I think this can be great. Because you could do there's so much you could do with Bad Girl. But Bob, but Barbara Gordon eventually becomes Oracle. Right. So. And my question for you, I mean, I, well, not really for you, but just anybody out there. Do you think he's going to keep, I mean, cause Batman is typically pretty dark. Yes. Batgirl, obviously Barbara Gordon's gone through some stuff that right. can be pretty dark. Do you think he's going to skirt the line between dark and light or is he going to go full well, he has, dark he has or great experience of skirting dark and light like with buffy well sure and yeah. angel and all that stuff um and as skeen uh, talks hopefully he can turn the whole dc movie around um what i like if they is, get if they get him on their side and he does some i mean they might be able to pull them out of this because if justice league and these other ones don't do well like it's gonna get iffy well exactly but what i what i love about it is that he is such a I hate to say it, he's what DC has wanted Snack, Zack Snyder to be. Exactly. And Zack Snyder just doesn't have the chops yet. He's done some great work. And he visually, he's a very visually stunning filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, just watch 300. But, I love 300. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. But what, what Whedon can do is he can... What's the word I'm looking for? He can control the output of directors around the project... Without being in control. Yeah. Okay. I got Which is why he worked really well with Kevin Feige over at Marvel. Right. Feige was the mastermind. Whedon was the auteur. Right. Okay. I got you. And so if they bring him in to do Batgirl and, um, and then they decide to start bringing in very much like Marvel did, they brought in Kenneth Branagh. They brought in, sure. you know, all these different great directors. It doesn't all have to be on Zack Snyder's shoulders. Right. Okay, so let Zack Snyder do what he does, which is visually stunning filmmaking. Let Whedon control like the auteurship of the idea of all the directors. Let let Jeff Johns come up with the master plan. Yeah, I think that can really. I think yeah. this is going to give them the directing anchor that DC hasn't had yet. I hear you, man. I hear you. It'd be nice if all that happened. <laughs> I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really would be. Uh, let's get to some Justice League stuff. So in the beginning of the show. We watched the latest Justice League trailer, right? Right. Um, it looks like, well, from what we're gathering from some of the articles that have been coming out, is that Cyborg, his origins are going to be kind of the heart of the story. 
Yeah, which actually makes a lot of sense because if you remember from uh, uh, Batman v Superman, uh, the footage that they steal from the mainframe, mm. um, and you see the little snippets of videos, uh, you know, you saw the Flash during the whole carton of milk season, the air thing. Right. But the big thing with Cyborg is you saw two different videos, and it was of him being created. Um, and so that just makes total sense. I agree. Uh, Justice League and Aquaman going IMAX VR. Is that yeah, a thing? This is actually something that, that DC is starting to do over the next three years. Okay. It'll be, excuse me, Justice League this year, Aquaman next year, and then a third movie they haven't decided on for 2019, uh, which okay. honestly, I hope it's Batgirl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because be what they're doing is that they're going to be, uh, uh, introducing VR goggles of some sort that'll play in conjunction with the IMAX screen. Oh, that'd be sick. And so, yeah, this will be really interesting. You know what's funny? Yes. Well, it's not funny. It's more sad. I've still never seen an IMAX movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the rumor. It's huge. I'm just making the comment that I've never seen it. I hate you. Way to make me feel worse. <laughs> but what I will say is that Wonder Woman, uh, if you remember, oh, yeah. they did an animated feature in 2009, which got really good reviews, and they are going to be releasing a commemorative edition of that 2009 film uh, May 2nd, which is uh, just a few short weeks before the uh, Wonder Woman movie comes out. Nice. Sounds good. You want to know the title of Wreck-It Ralph? I Since do. We're into Disney now. Yeah. Well, this is the one piece of Disney news we only that they, they released the, uh, the title of the new Wreck-It Ralph movie, and it is called... I don't know. What is it? I'm just kidding. Uh, it says, <laughs> Ralph breaks the internet, colon, Wreck-It Ralph 2. That's a long title. It is, but it's kind of the way things go yeah, now. It makes sense for this movie. I really, really, really liked Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, the 80s video game nostalgia was in 90s. It was beautiful. It was a really good film. Well, I think it just totally played into your love of Ready Player One. Well... Things have to do that. Which we didn't even talk about it at CinemaCon. I didn't see it come up at any of the studios. Um, I cannot wait because it's being filmed. I thought right it was now. coming out this year, but. Well, it's still filming and I. I thought be- they were done. Uh, well, it's probably in post production. Okay. But I believe it's due to come out sometime in December. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, Fox News, Deadpool 2, of course. We cannot go a week without talking about Deadpool 2. Uh, because I don't think Ryan Reynolds can go a week without talking about Deadpool 2. Good point. Uh, release date. <laughs> So the re- it says the release date is going to scare away. This is the title. Uh, scare away competition according to the screenwriters. So the release date. Um, uh, let me find it here. So what's the latest in the script? There's no, I don't think they've there. actually released the release date. I think they're saying when they do. Oh, the okay. Date, I see what they Which saying. I hate to say, it's par for the course. That's just what it is. Things get moved around all the time, and then that shuffles everything else. Well, you when you find out there's a Star Wars coming out, even kind of near your movie release, you're going to move it. Well, like we, we talked about last week when we, when we, uh, had a movie, uh, go from December to, mm-hmm. oh, when, when, uh, Star Wars moved their Han Solo movie. Right. Well, they didn't move it, but announced that it was it's for in sure May. in May instead of December. Something right. moved to December. It left October, which left the whole in October. Things move around all the time. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Deadpool 2, Brad Pitt, as we've talked about, is officially out of the running. You know, I think he would have been really, really good. Mm. But I still, I would like to see it. I, but I still like some of the people that are like David Harbour would be a good choice. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, you know. I. I. I really would not like to see Michael Sheen, even though I do think Michael Sheen is a great. Michael Shannon. Sorry. Michael Shannon is a great actor, but he's already in the DC. Yeah. Universe as um. 
I couldn't think of his name last week either. <laughs> he was the villain in Batman v Superman. So there's this there's this weird interview where they're talking to um one of the screenwriters for Deadpool 2 and he's and, and they asked him about a Wolverine cameo and he's like, "Oh, that'd be funny." So I don't know if they're trying to get it or what it's hap- or what's happening, but because we know Hugh Jackman is done being Wolverine. Right. But how cool would it be to show up in a Deadpool 2 movie as a quick little cameo like a like in the comics, like sometimes he'll like go to Wolverine and be like, dude, I need help with this. And he's like, no, get out of here kind of thing. You right. Know? And so. Well, I mean, as you know, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman go at each other all the time on Twitter. It's right. a friendly rivalry. Indeed. And Ryan Reynolds has always wanted to have Wolverine in Deadpool 2. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, X-Men, is, the gifted is the TV show. Yeah. That's, that's the, apparently what the title is. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, been announced i don't know how official it is though but. well it's the the title they're working under yes and it says uh the series may go back to world war ii and what's important about this is magneto's character yes right uh considering he you know the holocaust and the all that origins, stuff right um and his origin so it'd be interesting if that's where they that go is still it. one of my favorite scenes from um was it the very first x i think it was the very first x-men movie maybe when uh you see him as a little boy and they're taking his mom away from the, the concentration camp. Right. And he's bending the fence. And all of oh, the Nazis yeah. are trying to pull him. And it's not until they knock him out when they all drop. Yeah, that's bad. It's a great scene. I remember when they were first coming uh, with the idea of the origins. Mm-hmm. Right. And they did Wolverine origins. Yeah. But the next one in line was supposed to be if Wolverine origins had been successful. Yeah. The next one was going to be Magneto origins. That's the movie I wanted to see. Uh, I Magneto... Uh, even going back to my days of watching the X-Men cartoon, which is my route for X-Men, which I've said many times on the show, Magneto was so intriguing. Yeah. And, and, and it's that origin, it's that strength of that character, and it's that, it's that, uh, um, coming from where he came from. And knowing that, like, it's not like he's just evil to be evil. It's like, no, he's I, evil he, from experience. Yeah. I've been twisted this way because of this stuff. And, and and I like what some of the early ones are doing, like the first class and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, especially what first class did with the whole bringing up with the Heidi with the, the exactly. coin and all that stuff. That's really, right. really cool. Um, but, it, I mean, it's like it it doesn't get touched on enough, and it's barely touched on in the X-Files or the X-Men movies, is that that's the reason why he's so anti-alien re- or, ex- or mutant registration. Exactly. Yeah. And he, like, he holds out. He's got the tattoo on his arm. He's like, dude, this is why. I've been this here before. This is why. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. All right. Let's get to Sony. Uh, we have a bunch of Venom stuff. Yeah. As we talked about Venom, uh, they're doing a Venom movie. It's supposed to be coming out next year. I believe next October. Yep. And right now, the the, the person on the top of the list to direct is uh, Adi Shankar, uh, who was the producer behind the remake of Dread. Oh, that's cool. Which I actually liked that. Yeah, I, liked I like Dread. Dread was good. Um, it's, and, and there's another article in here that's basically it's intended as a radar launch of the new shared Marvel universe. Um, is it shared? No, it's not. No. Cause they've actually come out and said that the Venom movie and also the, um, what's the other spinoffs that they're doing? Uh, Venom and, um, we talked about Black Cat. Week. Yeah. Black Cat. Those are going to be no way connected to the Marvel cinematic universe. They're standalone. Right. From the Spider-Man universe. Indeed. All right. So continuing. Venom movie production start date 
um, is hopefully it says, uh, where is that? Uh, so according to industry casting website, my entertainment world, Venom will enter production in the fall of 2017, which makes sense. We're kind of trying to get an October, 2018 release. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, so that's good. So we have some Venom stuff. What else do we have here? More Venom stuff. And it's, I, I think this is not, this is a no brainer, but it's gonna be listed as a horror science fiction. Well, yeah, because you're talking about an alien symbiote that needs a human host. Which I think is funny. I like these articles. Because it's like, well, let me just give you the obvious. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to remember they're also writing for people that not necessarily are yeah, no, to the you're, jargon. You're right, you're right, you're right. All right. So we have a couple Marvel things, and then we'll get to conventions and get out of here. So we're almost done. But I already know the answer to this question. Have you started watching Iron Fist? No. I already knew that was your answer. I am over halfway through. Okay. I have... Some frustrations with, um, first of all, Iron Fist, the second biggest Marvel Netflix premiere. Boom. Okay. Done. Are you with me? I am. I'm guessing behind Deadpool or Daredevil 2. I think it's Daredevil. Uh, Let me open this up. But that's not even what I'm upset about. Okay. And in fact, I'm not even upset about anything. I'm over halfway through. The wife and I love the show. Okay, cool. I love it. It's... It's like kind of like an arrow meets a little bit of Daredevil. How do I, uh, what else does it feel like? It's a, it's it's dark. It's dark in times like the origin part of it is kind of arrowish. Okay. Only in that and Batman. Batman. Okay. I mean obviously it's Batman. Right. But here's the bottom line. I don't understand the whitewashing issue because anytime I have ever seen Danny Rand in a comic book, he's white. It's a white dude. Right. It's a white guy who learns kung fu. It's a white dude. Yeah. So what's the problem? Right. I don't I don't, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't like, get it. And I, I get like maybe they're like, well, give it, you know, why does it have to be a white dude? Well, because the comic was a white I mean, dude. his name is Danny Rand. <laughs> that's what I said that to the wife the other day. I said, I don't want to be that guy, but that's a pretty white sounding name to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not like his name is Daniel Esposito. One of my favorite, one of my, one of my, uh, best friends growing up was named Danny. And oh man, that guy could not, I mean, just Danny. White kid, curly hair, just like Danny. Danny. Man, dude. It's Danny. Anyway, moving on. The, that's not the point. The point is the show is phenomenal. It's really good. Okay, good. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it, uh, thoroughly. I had a, a one of my friends from high school posted on Facebook today that he had started watching mm-hmm. it. And he said the first episode was really good. Yeah. Uh, the second and third episode were pretty much on par. He said then he didn't, then he thought it kind of started sliding down. Yeah, uh, it gets a little slower at that point okay. because they're trying to deal with, and you, I know exactly yeah, the but, episodes but they're talking like about. You like slow and deliberate storytelling. I'm fine with it. And honestly, and, and I'm trying to remember, I was talking to somebody about this, um, as far as Luke Cage goes. Right. Luke Cage was also slow. Luke Cage is slower, slower. Yeah. Than Iron Fist. Like, there's like whole episodes that go by where he does nothing. Yeah. And there's a difference but between it's about being, characters. Right. And there's a difference between being slow. Yeah. And a difference between being deliberate. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that they were, they're not dragging out Iron Fist right. in that way. And they weren't doing the same thing with Luke Cage. I think yeah. it's the same kind of slowness. I think is what we're talking about. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're fleshing out characters. They're dealing with the situation. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. That. I was listening to a podcast that I, li- I that I listened to a lot called, uh, the West Wing Weekly. Yeah. And it's basically one of the former stars of the West Wing, Joshua Molina, who's now on Scandal, has come together with a podcaster named, uh, Rishi Keshaway. 
and they watch another an episode of the West Wing every week and mm-hmm. recap it, right? And look at it, you know, eighteen years on. And they just uh, had uh, uh, Richard Schiff on, who was in um, the. Uh, oh, I know that guy. I know that uh, name. He was in uh, Deep Impact, but most recently he was in uh, the uh, Detective Agency. Um, Dirk Gently's Dirk Gently. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the cops. Oh, I love Dirk Gently. Um, was the black guy? The no, guy. the white guy. The white guy, the older yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's good, dude. And so he was on there, and he talked about how one reason why Aaron Sorkin's writing is so powerful, and and you get this in music a lot, too, is he doesn't like the word pauses. Mm. He says they're stops, because there's just as much power and import in an empty time slot, or an empty period, than there is in filled with dialogue. Oh, I like that. Okay. And so he's like, he doesn't, because a pause denotes that nothing's happening. But with a stop, there's deliberate action to make it stop to happen. So you have something happening in the silence. Indeed. Uh, watch Iron Fist. Okay. Uh, I, so I've watched both Daredevil seasons, Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage. Uh, Luke Cage is, so I'm going to rank them currently. Uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones for me are a tie. Only because I love them both together so much. Yeah. And their storylines have really nothing to do with each other. And right. the fact that Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones makes me not put either one above the other. Okay. I actually, I think Jessica Jones is my number one. Well, Jessica Jones is, and, and what bums me out, the only reason I think Jessica Jones is not my number one is the <laughs> episode two of season one in Daredevil fight scene in the hallway. True. And season two, was it episode three? It was episode in the three. Stairway. Yeah. In the stairway. That has to put it up. But I love, I love Jessica Jones, that character more than all the other characters. Well, I mean, you know I me, mean? I love film noir, film noir yeah. and gumshoe. That's why I'm really, really looking forward to this next season of Archer. Yeah. Which oh, debuts I know. It's next be week. Great. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to plug this really quick. There's a new Archer app. Called Archer PI that you can oh, play a God. game along with the show as it goes every week. I love it. Um, but Jessica Jones is, I think, my favorite character. Her and Luke Plus, Cage. David Tennant was a fantastic villain. I know, I know. But the problem is, is Daredevil just had so many more characters and so much. And 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 me, I just love the action. But plus, it's the introduction. Yeah, and I don't want to be labor. No, this, I do want to say Skeen makes a great point. He says by being deliberate with all the origin stories, Netflix will be able to hit the ground running with the Defenders. Indeed, which is what I think. Defenders is, is going to be sick. I can't wait. It's going to be sick, and I cannot wait to see uh, so Power Green Man Green. and, oh, and, Iron, Fist and Iron Fist together. I, I want to see. I want to. I hope that in the Defenders they do the meetup, like how they ended up being heroes for hire. Along exactly, like, throw Deadpool in there. They won't do it, but like the heroes for hire thing, like Deadpool pops in all the time. True, but you're also going to get Missy Knight. And you're definitely yeah. going to be getting, um, and uh, the night nurse, by the way, Punisher. And hopefully they start calling her the night nurse since Rachel McAdams is, was never. Can I just tell you? Nurse. Can I, can, uh, slight spoilers. Rosario Dawson. Oh, she's fantastic. Rosario Dawson shows up in episode, I want to say five of Iron, Iron Fist? Fist. I want to say I five. I love her. When she shows up, it's like the best thing ever. There's a scene. Where there's food being eaten, that's like the best thing ever. I just love it. Okay, let's move on. Cool. Doctor Strange. Um, it's done in the box office and it did some good numbers. 
Yeah, it had long legs. It did. Uh, um, what did it finish with? $232 million in domestic uh, and $677 million worldwide. That's, That's pretty darn good numbers. That's significant, dude. Um, yeah. And that makes Doctor Strange the ninth most profitable Marvel Studio film. You know what's great about this is because you think about it, $232 million is not actually huge numbers. It's big. Yeah. It's not huge. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, that's doing huge numbers. Oh, yeah. Okay? You're going to have those breakout hits, but what Marvel has done by creating... I mean, you have the Marvel brand regardless. Indeed. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe brand has allowed it where they don't have to do as much advertising. You can do much more targeted guerrilla style. Sure. Like when we went to Comic-Con last year, and for Ant-Man, they had just some people walk around that had a little tiny billboard. Yeah, why not? That you took a picture of. It was like... It was That's great. all you need. Exactly. It's stuff like that. You, and you, you buy ad time and stuff, but you don't have, you don't have to put as much out for every single movie. Right. So therefore every single movie becomes much more profitable because you don't have to have that marketing campaign behind it. I hear you. Uh, Black Panther, Letitia Wright is confirmed as Shuri. And I don't cool. know who Shuri is or Letitia Wright. No, but they're just filling out the cast, which, which is great. I'm glad. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, which you watched a trailer of earlier, which I cannot wait for. Pepper Potts is rumored to return. I actually really hope so, because Me we've too. already lost um, Natalie Portman mm-hmm. is playing uh, um, Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually haven't seen Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts since Iron Man 3. Now, for me, this makes a lot of sense, because Stark is going into a mentor role. Yes. And to have her there to check him. Here and there would yeah, be kind of cool. But you have to remember in Civil War, they were on a break. True. But I'm hoping that maybe... That, well, hopefully this will explain it. Yeah. And I don't want to dive any more into it. No. Um, we already saw in the trailer Captain America makes a cameo appearance, uh, at least in that video that he's watching. Yeah. Right? Well, I love it. He's like, do you know Captain America? Yeah. <laughs> I took a shield. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and do you want to skip this one? No, actually, basically, the director details how Vulture has a connection to the Avengers. And if you read the canon in the comics, Vulture actually has a, a, a vendetta against Stark. Oh, yes. And you actually saw that come out in because he's talking about how the rich can screw over people. And so that makes sense. he already has a vendetta against Stark. And I think that's the backbone behind his villainous. Cool, man. Uh, Guardians 2. All right. Uh James Gunn announces Guardians of the Galaxy double feature. Yeah, actually. And it do you just, realize how bad I want to do this? Oh, that'd be very cool. And this is one thing I do like about living in big cities yeah. is that you do have more of this. I mean, actually, even the theater in Atascadero does this. Yeah. They do. Like, they did the whole uh, Harry Potter marathon before it and everything. But right. actually, these tickets just went on sale, I think, yesterday. And it's called, like, the Ultimate Pass or something like that. And you can buy passes. I would just love to see both those. I love the first movie. I've oh, seen yeah. it so many so times. Much fun. Um, but... Seeing that and then going directly into the sequel would just be phenomenal. Oh, so absolutely. If you're in one of those places that does this, uh, do it. Let us do know it. How, let us know how it goes because I would love to do it. And the last thing I have in here before we get to convention news is um, Brie Larson wants Captain, Mar- uh, Captain Marvel to break the glass ceiling. And there was a quote in here, and I feel like we've talked about this before maybe, but even if we have, uh, she says, I feel a great responsibility, Larson said. She was speaking with the Sunday Times. I want to create this symbol of strength and humor for women uh, that I really wish I had growing up. It feels so valuable, right? This is my favorite part, though. We need to break through the glass ceiling. Women uh, go to the theater to see a movie with a male lead, and men will go to see a film with a female lead. We're all equals here. 
Boom. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Now, the frustrating thing about this is Marvel's way behind. This is where Marvel's way behind the curve. Yeah, oh, definitely. She's talking about wanting to break the glass ceiling, but we already said that they're, that Captain Marvel's not going to be coming out until March of 2019. Yeah. Wonder Woman is going to be out. Soon. Batman's already going to, Batgirl's already going to be far into the yep. works, and um, Birds of Prey, your so Gotham they, City Sirens. Is and so be. they missed the boat. They honestly missed the boat with Black Widow. Oh, they yeah. should have done the Black, Black Widow. Black Widow should have been, especially after they introduced her in Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. Black Widow should have been, like, right after Captain America. And I think I think the reason they didn't do Black Widow is she has a dark backstory. She does. And I think that's why they didn't do it, but I think they blew it. They honestly. did. You know, honestly, you know where I think the perfect spot in the, in the cinematic universe they could have plugged it in? Yeah. Thor Dark World. Ah, if yeah. If they put it in okay. there and pushed Dark World back. I think it would have been much better. Yeah, I hear you. Comic-Con news? Comic-Con. Uh, well, uh, convention news. WonderCon starts tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah it's... WonderCon's one of those things where we're going to get a bunch of news out of... Yeah, well, it's run, it? by, it's run by Comic-Con International, CCI, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's held at Anaheim Convention Center Indeed. instead of San Diego. Yeah, and so it's basically a slightly smaller version yeah. and not-so-widespread version of, Com- of San Diego. Right, uh, basically, this is Comic-Con's... Intro to convention season, whereas Comic Con International at San Diego is the end of the convention. Oh season. yeah, that's huge. Uh, so let's get to SDCC news. Uh, member IDs were closed, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, I think that happened last week, actually. Yeah. Open registration is slated for my birthday, April eighth. Yep. And that is not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Yes. Uh, so again, if you have a member ID already uh, and you want to try to go to the convention. That's your opportunity. That's your last opportunity, yeah. honestly, to get a, a chance of walking into the convention hall. So it's a it's going to be a stressful day. Uh, if you get lucky, cool. If not, you know, it is what it is. I've got the RNG fingers. Yeah, yeah. You you seem to do. Uh, seem to do. <laughs> Whatever. So what are the odds of getting a San Diego Comic Con badge? Minuscule. Yeah. Oh God. You don't. Even wanna... I put a link in the show notes for this. This is STCC under, uh, unofficial blog. Um, they do posts like this all the time. Uh, read it, find out. Um, but know that maybe, just maybe, you'll be lucky enough. Yeah. Well, this is something that's like <laughs> ripe for a, an infographic. Yeah. Because as for my understanding, um, let's say there are 130,000 people that went to Comic Con last year. Right. I mean, let's make it a round number, say 200,000. Okay. You have 200,000 people that had tickets to come, actual tickets to Comic Con last year. Sure. When they do pre registration, or what is it called now? Uh, um, uh, returning registration. Returning registration. What they do is they release half those tickets to all of the people that had the tickets. So basically, you have the 200,000 people from last year right. trying for 100,000 tickets. Sure. Those 100,000 tickets are gone. When you get to open reg, it's not only the hundred thousand people from before, <laughs> but now the millions that are trying. Yeah, it's everybody that has a member ID trying for half of what was offered last year. Right. So once you get an open reg ticket, that's when, you, like last year, I was able to get two tickets for open reg. Yeah, I couldn't believe you got in. And then, yeah, no, so, I got in. Yeah, you got in. Yeah, and it was so lucky for that because now we got him for. You know, returning red. Sure. And we've applied for our press passes yes. uh, this week. Uh, so we're hoping to get that going. If not, we have our, like we said last week, we got our four day 
uh, and preview night. So we're good. I'm hoping to get that money back to throw that at my plane ticket. Yeah, well, not, yeah, not only but, that, but if we do get that and we get our money back, but those tickets also go back into the pool. Well, and that's the thing. And it would be nice to be able to give, I would love to be able to get my press pass finally knowing that this year and likely next year we wouldn't have to worry about badges yeah because it's at least one year uh once you get approved you get the next year you don't have to show your credentials again right and you just get your passes so it's pretty cool um so we're hoping that happens and we've already made our first purchase for our we have for our nighttime activities yeah we i mean because we always go to uh uh Hollywood Hollywood Babylon. Babylon. We're going to try again for Fat Man on Batman. Last year they did Fat Man on Batman, and both those were at the American Comedy Club. And we saw the premiere of Yoga Hosers at the Screen Junkies panel. Indeed. So I follow, as a residual of last year and following, getting the push notifications for various people on Twitter, I caught wind of, oh my God, Saul Volcano from Impractical Jokers, Jokers, who we met two years ago. And What Say You podcast with Brian Quinn. Uh, he is going to do his stand-up routine with special guest Roy Wood Jr. And he is on Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And Theo Vaughn, who I tried to watch his stand-up the other night. I got through most of it. I don't find him as funny. No, I've seen him on at midnight, so I see him in little spurts, yeah. but I've never seen a full stand-up. He, but I, he's okay. But I have seen Roy Wood's newest stand-up. I love Roy stand- Wood Jr. His newest hour-long stand-up is hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to watch that later. It's really good. I love Roy Wood Jr., um, Black dude with an added, oh, he's so, he's great. hilarious. He's so funny. Uh, but I love Saul Volcano. And if you ever, if you're an Impractical Jokers fan and you don't listen to what Say You podcast, this is an impromptu, uh, podcast corner. Um, but they haven't published a podcast this year. Um, their last one was, I think, November or well, something of last they, year. Uh, because Impractical Jokers has just been coming. Oh, sure. Uh, they're no, like they're, an episode five or six. So they're, They've been filming that. They're super busy, but honestly, it's basically Sal Volcano and Brian Quinn sitting in Sal's kitchen, usually, <laughs> and recording a podcast. And they've done a bunch of stuff. They did a Fast and the Furious stuff. Like, okay. they've done a lot of really cool stuff. Definitely check that, that podcast. Um, it's called What Say You? Um, and I just, I just personally love it, but I'm super stoked that we got tickets to something. And that is, uh, what Thursday night. Yeah, it's it's early in the week. That's why we were kind of because we don't know when. uh, And I swooped on it, and you know, if we need to return the tickets, fine. If if something else comes up, but honestly, right now we can return up to a week beforehand, right? Yeah, so we got it going. So I'm stoked. Cool. Um, And I love I love prepping for for con season. Oh, it's so much fun. It's gonna be fun. So don't get me wrong, con season is stressful. Oh, but it's. We gotta we gotta buy hotels next week. Yeah, or the week after, and I'm still I I found a new app. To try to find a plane ticket. Oh, which one? Um, it's called Hopper, I guess. Oh, never. And, and it's like I usually use kayak. Well, I use kayak and it's decent, but Hopper was kind of cool. Uh, Jason told me today that you can put in a bunch of different, like I want to go from SFO to San Diego, and it'll tell you the best time to buy, and it'll oh, okay. tell you like price ranges when it might go up and down and stuff. So that's kind of cool too. So cool. So we're on the lookout. We'll let, keep you posted, and we've rambled on long enough. So, I think that's it. Want to do the wrap up? I'd like to. Are you going to blow it this time? I'm I joking. hate you so much. <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. Uh, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch.tv slash usual podcast. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Animal Griggs. 
or on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Um, if you want to support the show, uh, please, uh, you know, give us positive ratings on all that stuff. But patreon.com slash usual podcast, give us a buck or two an episode. You will get exclusive, um, trailer time content, uh, video content of us watching trailers and reacting to those. Um, you'll also get blooper reels every episode and you'll get the episode at least a day or two early. So, uh, at least $1 a week, uh, an episode, I guess we'll get you that. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we get 15 bucks. You get a free audiobook and, you know, audiobooks are great. Catch up on anything from Swotor to not Swotor, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic era to Brandon Sanderson, to Game of Thrones. Whatever you need to catch up on, it's on Audible. And like I said, uh, my favorite author, Steve Barry, uh, yeah. I said it last week, his, first, his next book is coming out in two weeks. Indeed. And Thrawn is coming out in the Thrawn. next uh, week or two. No, uh, next couple weeks, I yeah, think. Like yeah, like yeah, two, two or three weeks. Yeah. Mid-April. Mid anyway, uh, so we have a ton of stuff we out do. there. A lot of ways to support us, so thanks to everybody who does that. Thanks for the chat room for being here. Uh, everybody Seriously, who's we, there on Twitch. We definitely love having you guys uh, watch. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. So, uh, other than that, man, we're good. What do you think? Uh, I think uh, we uh, better have a fun. I'm ready to have a fun. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Hey, you did it right this time. Good on you. Except for you didn't, because you didn't say if you're not having a fun, you're not doing it right. Yeah, but I don't say that every week. I like to keep the people in suspense. God damn it. <laughs>